Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know what I feel like doing? Jumping out of a helicopter and fighting the gulag? Yes, I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Game Break. I'm your host, Kalo, as always. Here to give you the lowdown on all things gaming, and I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? It's the original Pancake. Aim on the mic. Uh, to his Black Ops 1, to my Black Ops 3. Everyone knows Black Ops 1 was way better than Black Ops 3. Fair play there. And, you know... Just to show my appreciation, I want to thank anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. It's now just, It's just me. He has me locked up in a cage telling me to like these podcasts. Guys, send help, please. Figure out the numbers, DJ. The numbers, Amy. Mason. Figure them out. And, you know, we are not talking about delays. We are not talking about... I guess that's the only thing we really talk about nowadays are <laughs> delays and bad game. Oh, we are talking about bad games. But today we are here to talk about Call of Duty, the beloved first person shooter franchise that takes up your time, takes up your Doritos, takes up your Mountain Dew, you know, get that double XP and just hop into a game of Warzone, drop into the Gulag. I have a problem with Call of Duty. I have a big problem with Call of Duty. Call of Duty to me has run its course. And like I get that this game releases almost on a yearly basis. This game is beloved by so many people, but I'm looking now at Call of Duty Vanguard and 54% of people liked this video game according to Google users. Now, it is also sitting at a 2.2 stars out of 5 with more negative reviews than positive. This is the problem I'm having. Much like my beloved video game franchise, like Assassin's Creed, where I was like, you know what? I think they should take time off. I think they should really just take a step back, figure out what type of game they are, and then move forward. And boom, we got Odyssey. We got Origins. We got all those great Assassin's Creed games. And now we're on, uh, I would say, Call of Duty Valhalla. No, we are on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and it's another great game. Now we find ourselves here at Call of Duty Vanguard. I, I just don't know where this game is going to be going. I Yes, I see the negative reviews. Yes, I see all of this. Like, they're taking the time to do the anti-cheat things. Like, it's all good and well. But where is the variation? Where is the better content? Grant you, you know, you always say about Call of Duty's campaign... I'm looking at reviews and yes, there are positive reviews saying I would recommend playing this game. I think it's great. You know, these are the people that started out on Call of Duty World War II, all that stuff. It doesn't. I, and I don't really want to discredit people's work here. But Call of Duty just doesn't seem to have that same gist it had back in the modern warfare days now i could be saying that as a cynical old person who plays video games and i'm calling myself old i'm 25 but the substance the the love for call of duty is always burning out with every release every release doesn't seem like it is the next great thing in the world of gaming it always just appears as if call of duty is just getting by and 
to some people that might be okay to some people that might be like what they need out of this game what they need out of the next call of duty but for me personally i like this franchise i think it's great i've played practically almost i fell off around black ops 3 but this game has fallen off it has and you know we sit here on the get comfy game break and we talk about bad games broken games mm-hmm. delayed games well, you do. I tell you, just don't buy any more games. Which I haven't bought a Call of Duty, but you know, I'm I'm more concerned about the general like gaming population at large. Mm-hmm. Now, for you, what what do you think about Call of Duty? Now, you can talk about Warzone. You can talk about Vanguard. Whatever. Okay. Have you even played any of the recent CODs? Um. Um. Which so sad. So my during quarantine, my nephew. Decided my two year, uh, two year nephew at the time decided. You know what? I want you to. I, I want to buy you Call of Duty Black Ops. I'm um, sorry, Call of Duty Cold War, with my credit card on it. On fire. So I ended up buying this myself, and I played the multiplayer a little bit. I played it when it was open beta for the zombies. I didn't like the zombies that much because it was an open world concept, which I wasn't really messing with. But I, I they added some old maps from the original Black Ops, and I enjoyed it. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I haven't played Vanguard yet in a long. I haven't touched it. I haven't looked at it. My friends played it. They seem to like it. But yeah, I, I still think Black Ops One was probably the best one. And I, people always say like they remastered Modern Warfare. That that is a new Call of Duty. I don't classify that as a new Call of Duty. I don't. It's a remaster. It is releasing the same game with a bunch of these little tweaks. Therefore, like people say, they slap the label. Brand new game. Call of Duty is back. In a world where we are sitting here with Halo Infinite, killing the game literally as a free-to-play multiplayer game, Mm -hmm. it's getting good reviews, at least from what I've seen of it. I've played it. I love it. We don't even want to talk about Battlefield because that is just a a train wreck. But so if you want to hear, if you don't want, if you want to want us to hear about Battlefield, go check out the Battlefield twenty forty two episode that we did. Yes, see, look at that plug right there. But let me pitch this to you and see where this goes, because you know we, we like to ask the hard hitting questions as far as you know the get comfy game break goes and providing our listeners with. Top tier quality, I grant you. You know, you know how we roll if you listen to us. But in a world where Call of Duty releases every year, Call of Duty comes out, and you can guarantee that whenever you go into the grocery store, there will be a rack of Doritos, there will be a rack of Red Bulls, of Mountain Dews with double XP codes and all your favorite Call of Duty characters on the cover. And every year there is this this random plucked from obscurity celebrity thrown into the game. I remember when Jon Snow was put, Kit Harrington was put into the game. I, remember, I, I believe Matthew McConaughey was in one of these games, but we don't play Call of Duty for the campaign. We play it for the multiplayer. So my pitch to you here is... Well, I got two because, uh, you know, it always comes in pairs. This, this is a peach man now. Somebody tell Ryan Lewis. <laughs> of oh, course. Ryan. What's his name? I don't know. Ryan Lewis. Is that the guy who 
Does the patient, I think. Oh, sure. But first pitch. Should Call of Duty take a multiple year break? Whether that be two years, whether that be one year. Mm-hmm. I said multiple year, but you know what I mean. Should it take a break to refresh, come back with a brand new coat of paint, brand new mechanics, blah, blah, blah? I think, yeah, I think it does. Like You've seen this happen to the 2K, the, like, the, a lot of the sporting games that come out every year. You see that happen with the 2K franchise or WWE. They just release something, even though it's not good quality, and then it's like lackluster. Look at 2K22. We, granted, we have yet to see the roster. We have to see gameplay. From what, after two years, after what is it, almost two years now of not having a wrestling game uh, under the 2K banner, the game, from what we've seen, the game looks amazing. The graphics look incredible. It shows what releasing a game every year, when you don't release a game every year, what it does for a game coming out. So 100% I agree that a game like Call of Duty should take a break, maybe reestablish, see what we're working with, and see what can we make this game basically a different game than the rest. Because for me, it's just like a same quarter paint with a different name on it every year at this point. And I think they need to do what 2K did, and they asked the fans, what do you guys want to see in our multiplayer? What do you and the, the thing with, with a lot of shooting games, there's a, there's a little things you could do. There's not a much things you can add. And then that's when you get like creators. I remember in Black Ops One, we, we me and my friends didn't feel like shooting. We made we made our own mini games. We had like um, Michael Myers when you yep. hit, and that you with Halo, you had like cops and robbers and all that. I think um, that's what the Call of Duty needs to do: add mini games that you can make it more than just just a first person shooter. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad you brought up that, and you brought up that point of Halo and everything. You know. With Call of Duty Warzone being their battle royale, free to play, I, not a cash grab, but it's very much like profitable. Like people play this game, I play it from time to time. People like Warzone. It is very popular on Twitch. That's all you see them playing. And it is a game that has built off itself. It's not like what Apex Legend was when it first dropped, where you got the first drop of Apex Legends and then it just fizzled out. But with Warzone being free to play, do you believe the multiplayer following in the vein of Halo and how great that has been? Do you think Call of Duty should adopt this thing where it's all right, Call of Duty multiplayer is free to play? We're going to just throw in cosmetics and that's how we can make our money, which people will pay for. Mm-hmm. But. I also like kind of am hesitant to say that to make the multiplayer free because Warzone is already free. So it's like, how much free stuff are you going to be putting out there? But should the multiplayer or the campaign pick either or should that be free to play? I think nowadays you you have to make games free to play, even if it's multiplayer. I, I think multiplayer, yeah, because then you can release you can release a unfinished game to the public. Like you've been, because it's basically what you're doing now, releasing a game that's buggy. But if you're releasing just the multiplayer, an unfinished multiplayer game to the public, and then you just say beta, people can't really complain. Oh, it's a beta game, and then you have time to work on all these bugs. It's, look at Fortnite; it's not a full release game. It's literally in beta, and whatever bugs they catch, you just do it. And if people say, "Well, it's a beta game," what do you expect? It's not a full game. What do you want from us? And I think Halo's doing it right with the uh, multiplayer. People, can you imagine if the game launched or if there was no open beta? And you remember in the beginning of the, multi- when the beta where it took too long to level up. It took, um, even you weren't even getting XP and stuff like that. And people 
were like complaining. But can you imagine if the beta wasn't open and the game got released and people had these issues on launch? People would have been like, oh, well, you guys have been working on a game for two years or a year. Why is it oh, there still bugs? With this, what Halo did, open beta. They're like, it's a beta game, guys. All right, we're catching these bugs. It's going to be fixed when it, it launches. And I think that was really smart. Yeah, and I say this now because, you know, here's the uh, the buzzword for the gaming industry. But, like, to see what Cyberpunk went through, to see what the Assassin's Creed franchise went through as far as, like, people get these games constantly. Then there's fatigue. And it's like every year you're going to release a Call of Duty. Why, why do this whenever, you know, you release this practically the same game? Like what you said, new coat of paint, still the same shining turd. Mm-hmm. Why, why do that whenever you, you've built your legacy off of like Modern Warfare, the Black Ops series and everything else. But, and then you release Vanguard and it's like, what, where is that? And I'm using air quotes here. Call duty experience. Where is the late night staying up, getting harassed in like a, a multiplayer lobby? Telling, you, tell, telling a five-year-old that his mom sucks dick for money. Yeah. Well, great. You, that type of thing ain't going to happen today. <laughs> but like, I remember going into, I believe it was black ops where you can customize your own emblem and like making different logos and Make stuff. A clan and all yeah. That. Like that stuff was cool. And for me, Call of Duty, if I had to pitch one thing to like bring it back to life or, you know, give it a little something is to one, invest in the zombies mode. Zombies to me has been the constant. I remember we did a podcast about Vanguard. We did a podcast about the previous Call of Duty. And I said, I'll get Call of Duty to play zombies. Mm-hmm. Where there is one of me, there are millions. And yeah. I'm not talking about just Kalos, but like, you mm-hmm. know people who want to play zombies only and i love how and i think i think with zombies is that it needs to stop being an endless wave runner it needs to you have this they already have a story that based off zombies it's like it's a like it's been in the background everyone knows about it i feel like to give zombies more life people thought oh an open world of zombies would change it up it kind of did but it's still an endless wave surviving the fact that i think you gotta make this like a kind of like a campaign multiplayer you could get x amount like kind of like how left for dead is but there's no limit of how many people could join your lobby and you can have all these people and all these zombies coming in and then every level you go up more and more zombies show not like kind of like left for dead with a big giant you could just keep the crawlers you could keep the regular zombies but every level you move up to campaigns there's more zombies coming at you so you still have that kind of endless wave of zombies but yet not being too repetitive in that sense yeah like Warzone kind of did something like this where it, it, you you drop into a normal game of Warzone. This was around Halloween where you drop into Warzone, you play the game, but once you die, you come back as a air quote zombie or a demon. Those demons then can chase you and you are the demon. You can run around and play, do whatever. You can hunt down other players. Oh, so it's like infected. Pretty much, but you're added into like the classic mm-hmm. vanilla Warzone game where it's like, all right, you still gotta gotta win. You gotta be the last one standing, even if zombies are coming after you as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like that shouldn't be a singular, like, special time of the year game mode. Mm-hmm. I think that's a game mode you can bank on and, like, really make something out of it. Yeah, make that like a, a mode in Warzone. So you have yeah. to instead of just basic Warzone. Yeah, and also, too, I, I gotta give credit where credit's due. 
Call of Duty has had some of the biggest collaborations that we practically no one talks about. There was the collaboration with Saw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. Die Hard. Literally, they had all these big action stars like Rambo, Arnold. Like those are the things that aren't talked about. Those are the things that where Call of Duty, we always uh, we're doing a whole podcast about is this a dead game? But these are the things that are keeping it alive. And that's what's dope about mm-hmm. Call of Duty. There, no matter how you think the game's going to be every year, there's going to be people who buy it and there's going to be people who invest in it. So pretty much what I'm trying to say is regardless of how bad these games are, it's still coming back like a zombie. Look how we all tied that all together. So wow. great. So, so great. Yeah, I, I'm crying so myself. You know what? If you're going to cry, you should be crying through our, for more episodes of the Game Comfy Podcast. Of course, and if you want, go check out the Get Comfy Game Break, the Get Comfy Podcast, and the Get Comfy Lowdown every single Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Podcast Network. I have been Kalo, joined by the one and only. And I'm on a mic. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.